Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to JoJo's Journey. Today's topic today, I want to discuss more on having compartments. You remember when we were kids and we'd write a really good report and we'd always start off with like a definition and, you know, we thought we were the coolest, we were the only ones that would start a report with the definition, you know, like Webster's Dictionary defines blah, blah, blah as such and such turns out everybody else did that too so it's kind of interesting if people are still doing that if kids are still doing that although nowadays they're probably using maybe urban dictionary i hope not but um yeah i will probably do one of those moments in which compartment is actually defined so let's go a blast to our childhood and do a definition as we start something. So Webster's Dictionary describes compartment as a separate section or structure or container in which certain items can be kept separate from others. And they're even giving examples. There's some ice cream in the freezer compartment. And then the other definition is a grassy mound or other support depicted below a shield. So for all intents and purposes, we're going to use the prior definition from compartment and how it's related to what I'm going to discuss. It's, it's all going to play out, hopefully, and um, it's going to get a lot more clear as the podcast progresses. So I had mentioned in the past that I am a nurse practitioner, and um, before that, I was an RN, a registered nurse, and before that, I was, um, let's see, I was a tutor, a program supervisor, and all of that stuff, but to the part where the nursing takes place is very pertinent to this and how my journey kind of rechanged its course or, you know, the course changed, so One thing I've always been when I talk with people or my friends or um, just strangers or anyone with some sort of plight in their life is that I always tend to kind of take on an empath role. I tend to take their problems and kind of incorporate it into my own emotions and how I deal with things and how I look into the um the future or outlook and so being that sometimes can be draining it can kind of take a a mind of its own if you are that person for everyone and so i think i was talking about it with one of my um, best friends who's a physician and we had talked about how we kind of incorporate other people's emotions, other people's um, trials in their lives, and we kind of take it on as our, as if it's our own, and it kind of takes a toll on us. And we had kind of, at one point, came to the conclusion, well, my goodness, it's a good thing that we have this background or this career um, of either nursing or medicine so that we can kind of shape our ability to 
be empathetic to other people's um, misfortune or struggles and we can use it in a productive way. So nursing allows me the opportunity to use that part of me that is empathetic to other people's problems and struggles. And I'm able to kind of affect it through my care and how I deal with them. So because I do that, it helps me or it has taught me to lessen that in terms of how I am on a personal level. I, it builds more objectivity for me and in some sense kind of teaches me to kind of compartmentalize how you want to care for people and how you want to affect that care. So for anyone who is in the health field or any kind of caregiving, caregiving situation, um, you, can, you can probably attest to this as well, that when you have that ability to be empathetic in a career or professional um, perspective, it builds an objectivity that you are able to kind of separate at the same time. Don't get me wrong. There are days in which I've had patients and I've wondered about them. I've wondered about them after they're long gone, left the, the hospital, left the clinic, left the office. And I wonder, oh my goodness, I hope they're okay. I hope this and this and that, or, you know, but in time, I was able to kind of put it in perspective. And it's not that it made me more of a hardened person to situation. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a tricky line because those people that deal with acute care situations in the hospital, you know, deaths and um, near-death experiences, you build a tolerance through time on how you deal with that. So think about it, your first time experiencing a code and, you know, you're very bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, if you will, and you're it's a theory that is coming into practice, right? Unfolding right before your eyes. And that feeling that you have, you're never going to have again, you know, because that's the first time you've experienced it. But through subsequent events, through subsequent encounters, you turn, you tend to kind of lessen the effect on you. And that doesn't mean that you've become a more, um, what's the word, um, a hardened person, it's just you've learned to compartmentalize that emotion. Your brain has, in some ways, trained itself to know where to put this experience and how to react towards it. And I think it's important to know that because if you have the same experience that same first experience with every 
encounter thereafter, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out as a professional and you're going to burn out as a person. So these are just tools that we healthcare professionals have learned to adapt in how we react to certain situations and experiences. And I think that's a great thing to keep in mind. You know, um, again, back to our youth. You know, when our parents or grandparents packed us lunches, sometimes they would put it in these lunch boxes that have separate containers, you know, and it allowed whatever your food was or your lunch was to be separated. You had the liquid portion for those that had soup with the rice or I don't know, depending on the culture. I'm Filipino, so we had some rice with our soup and we had um, fish, although I I don't remember eating fish in elementary school as a packed lunch. But the point is, is that it allows a separation between different parts and different um, compositions of your food. So you don't want the liquid to spill into what's supposed to be just the solid portion or vice versa. So that's the kind of analogy that you want to do when it comes to dealing with situations. Uh, I'm a very big fan of Disney. And I remember when I would have the toughest shift at work and I conveniently was living near Disneyland at the time. And I remember, you know, for those tough shifts and I kind of just needed to re-engage back into the personal level, I would go to Disneyland. I would go to Disneyland and I almost kind of visualize it in my head that, Okay, whatever is occupying my mind, occupying my heart, I would visualize myself leaving it at the gate of Disneyland. And then I would pick up, you know, um, that Disneyland vibe, if you will. You know, once you're in there, for some reason, there's a certain magic that, you know, transcends when you... (laughs) are checked into that gate and you walk in and it's just a whole new world a whole hey I I didn't even realize that that was very Aladdin okay a whole new mindset that you can kind of leave whatever it is that you were thinking right beforehand and just be in a different mindset kind of refresh you if you will so those are tools that I think people most people have incorporated that they didn't realize that they've been doing that. And it's a very good thing to do. And it's a good thing to practice. There are times in which some of these compartments are going to blend. And, and that's good. You, As long as you use it in a effective way, in a, as a healthcare professional, you want it to blend in a sense that when you're discussing things, hard things with your patients and patient's family, you visualize what it was like when you were in that other end of receiving bad news. And it kind of helps you see 
how they will accept it and how they will go on from it. So, you know, there's a certain thing that I like to tell myself when I have a patient or a patient's family in front of me. Doesn't matter whatever socioeconomic class they're in, whatever religion, whatever faith base that they practice, whatever age, whatever, um, you know, educational level, I will see that person as, as if it's my family member. And I think if you use that as a guide, it allows you to blend objectivity with your empathy that you want to practice. So thankfully, it's deemed beneficial and it's helped me guide the way of practice as a nurse practitioner. So those are things that I've incorporated. Those are things I've learned through time. And, you know, those are things I have seen that, well, this is a good time of blending both, of blending two types of approaches and have it work in your favor. What I did when I talked about the Disneyland or envisioning this as a family member with objectivity, of course, and um, talking about um, blending all of that and whatnot. These are things, again, of practicing mindfulness, being able to kind of envision, censor it, and then let it go. So, you know, mindfulness, don't underestimate it. It works. Um, I know it's another, another plug of me, mine, to talk about it, but it really is one of the beneficial tools for self-care. You know, think about in your own life, what are things that you do to reset? Let's say you had a tough shift at work. Let's say you had, it doesn't need to be in healthcare. It could be working with people, working with machines, working with um, different personalities, different, you know, the kind of shifts you or projects and, and whatnot. What do you do to kind of shift your mind? You're going to go home to your family. What are some tools that you've used that maybe you didn't even realizing realize that you were compartmentalizing, if you will? Maybe you go on a walk. Maybe you go to the gym before you go home. Maybe you wait till the kids are sleeping and then you catch a comedy act on Netflix or binge watch one of your shows that you've been wanting to do. All of these things are effective. All of these things are useful for us as individuals, as employees, as family members. And so I want to encourage you to find your kind of go-to place, if you will. And go there when you need to, or as often as you can. You know, being able to affect compartments in your life helps with self-preservation. It helps with reshifting your mindset. It helps provide objectivity. 
therefore a new perspective on how to approach it. I remember when I would be troubled with something at school or whatnot, and I remember my mom used to tell me, go to sleep and it'll figure itself out tomorrow. Or you'll have a better approach to it tomorrow. And it made sense because as soon as I slept, as soon as I woke up, I had a fresh night sleep and and I woke up, it was a different perspective. And that sleep was in a sense the divider between one situation to another. It needed that break. It needed that new insight. It needed that time for me to be able to approach whatever problems I was facing. So tell yourself that, incorporate that in your daily life, and hopefully that will help you. I mean, we're not robots. We're not robots that we can turn it on, turn it off. It doesn't work that way. So as individuals, we have our own ways of buffering from one situation to another, from one problem to another, from one encounter to another. So a challenge to ourselves is to recognize that and to see what we've used and what has been effective for us. And hopefully that's something that we want to use in the future. Does that make sense, everyone? I hope it is. I hope you're finding this very beneficial. It's actually pretty great for me because as much as I feel that this is liberating to kind of just get these things off my chest, it's also a sense of um, vulnerability too that I'm allowing this into the world. But I've been seeing the locations that my podcasts have been played and it's pretty awe-inspiring that it's coming from all parts of the world and places I've never even heard of and that's really awesome. So for those people that are five miles away, ten miles away, to those that are thousands of miles away, thank you all for listening to me. Thank you for allowing me to grace your your ears and actually complimentary for me thank you for allowing me to be open to you and thank you for accepting my vulnerability and i hope you're able to use it in your own lives and the next time we'll meet again hopefully we'll have something good to talk about until then everyone have a wonderful weekend it's memorial day weekend it's great weather out there the traffic's not too heavy and i don't mean to sound like a news broadcast here but whatever the weekend it is make the most of it and I hope to hear from you or I hope to reach out to you again have a good one everyone from Jojo's journey it's Jojo cause you throw all the pieces back together yeah you you take all my wrongs and make them better yeah you you're making me wanna try forever so free, I'm a sweet baby.